0: welcome to Herbology. I'm Anne. And I'm Kevin.
1: And on this podcast, we're going to be talking about the season one finale, I Walk the Line, which is season one, episode 13.
0: Written by Emily Andrus, directed by Paolo Barsman, and this one aired June 24th,
1: 2016. Yes, Uh. R is right. (laughs) (laughs) And just to get it out right off the bat, as we often do, A Reminder that uh, this is uh, a spoiler-filled podcast, not only for this episode, potentially anything in the series as well. So if you're new, wonderful to have you, but this is not the podcast to be listening to. Uh, We will spoil you potentially on things further in the the seasons. And just a little bit of a spoiler warning for the listeners in general. Two points. Number one, I think this is going to be a long episode, long (laughs) podcast, (laughs) And uh, no guarantees I won't get emotional, okay?
0: And no guarantees that if if Kevin gets emotional, I, therefore, will get emotional. I usually (laughs) don't go there on my own, but as soon as somebody else starts, I'm a goner.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we shall see, folks. Just this way, I often get tweets when I do get emotional. I wasn't ready for that. I'm telling you now, be ready.
0: Maybe since you're so ready, it'll just you. It won't happen. But you know what? If it does, it's what we love about you, Kevin. We've all oh, come okay. to expect this. The day you <laughs> stop crying, we are all going to worry very much. It'll be like something is wrong with Kevin. He needs to see a doctor or something.
1: <laughs> yes, my heart is always on my sleeve, and for this show and fandom, it's going to come out.
0: We love it. But yeah, this episode left us with so many cliffhangers. We know that. We would come to know that Emily is great at having season finale cliffhangers and is the one who usually writes the season finale. Yeah. And no shortage of them in this episode.
1: Not at all. There are so many points to talk about and so many things happened and so much, you know, looking ahead for where it might go in season two and even looking back, dropping bombshells uh, on plot stuff, too. Yeah, this was our first our first exposure to an Emily finale. <laughs> <laughs> and as we know, folks, they are just going to keep getting ratcheted up as we go forward. So it it was a wow.
0: And I think you know one of the one of the biggest cliffhangers right off the bat was would there be a season two? And you know Bridget addressed that in her postmortem with Emily, and said, "I know you're already spinning ideas for season two. Anything you can share?" And Emily says, "This kind of long one, but." figured we'd start off this way if we're lucky enough to get a season two more of everything you love about the show whatever you the reader like that's what we're going to give you more of and then she laughs the truth though about season two if we're lucky enough to get it is that it's a gift because season one is so hard with laying pipes for mythology what the rules of the show are what the tone is and who the characters are now, hopefully this incredible fan base already loves the characters, so you can put any of those characters and scenes together and already have something magical. We just have to up the stakes as far as danger, drama, tension, and comedy goes. That's a challenge. I just hope we have the chance to do it. And uh, she says some other things, but then she ends with, I'm really proud of season one and the response to the show has transcended all my expectations. That's an honest, true thing to say. I'm just blown away by the fact that the people understand this crazy show, get it, enjoy it, and fell in love with it. Whatever happens next, that's just been a career high for me. And it's, just, it's really kind of cool to go back and see that because... You know, whatever the status of things are now, you know, season one was a gift and we got four (laughs) as much as we want so many more. It's nice to look back and think that, you know, we just never even knew if we'd get two, three and four.
1: No, no, it's, you know, again, we've talked about the little show that could and being so far (laughs) under the radar, we could see the radar kind of thing and also to have because i I remember reading that quote the day after that finale aired because you know take the time to go through these and getting little goosebumps because yeah it was such an amazing ride as it built up and the fandom coming together and everybody just experiencing all of this and how amazing the twitter experience was and fandom in general show it was just a in our gut you know speaking certainly for myself and i think many other fans just wanted just give it a chance. Just somehow sci-fi, get us back for a season two and, and give this amazing team of writers and actors a chance to do it. So it was a tough, it was 29 days, folks, um, after this finale aired before we got the news. And for a show that didn't have a high profile and so many shows go by the wayside, you know, that was a long 29 days, I got to tell you.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, at the time that would feel long, like, me thinking about it now i'm like 29 days is nothing like <laughs> considering some of the other weights that would come up next right
1: true but i mean you know when certainly around that time going back 2016 you know usually if you didn't hear about a show getting you know, that networks now a lot of them love to mention that the finale shortly after and the show is coming back for another season so mm-hmm. the fans know and can go out on a high and all that great stuff so to leave us dangling with nothing
0: <laughs> yes.
1: You know, each passing day without anything was certainly getting excruciating. And that's, And But that also was when we started to really see some massive examples of the Urpers and, you know, Twitter campaigns, letter writing campaigns, sci-fi, you know, all kinds of memes. A lot of the things that we now, I don't want to say take for granted, but that we just regularly see, that was when a lot of it was just happening left and right for folks to get their energies out there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, just... A great way to see it and know that it's been building over the, the years
0: yeah and then to, to read a quote like that from emily about you know it being a career high and that's just at the end of season one and to see what would come of everything from there on out all the fights and the battles and the the conventions and this this massive this massive fandom i'm, I'm sure she couldn't have <laughs> anticipated what what
1: would come of it all? <laughs> nope. As, as she has often said, you know, just, uh, we got it. We we understood it. We, we you know, a little show and folks got it. They understood what it was and how special it was. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's something I don't ever want to lose sight of, you know, yeah. in that sense, no matter how many folks now can talk about it in the media and, you know, getting some of the accolades for the work done, certainly for those who are involved, but for us as fans to, to see that build and see it happen. It's very, very gratifying. Everybody that was involved was a reason why that happened.
0: So you know, when we last saw the Scooby Gang, they were in some trouble, uh, which is often the case. <laughs> when we leave some of these episodes
1: wouldn't be purgatory uh, if they weren't
0: exactly. <laughs> and it was just—it's chaos when we open up. Everyone's poisoned. Everyone's trying to kill Winona. Uh, you know, there's basically a bounty on her head uh, in the form of—you know—we'll give you the antidote if you bring us Winona and. Just, <laughs> Classical win She's like cracking jokes, even though the whole town is like after her. Where she just punches some guy that comes after her, and she's like, "Not now, Alan." <laughs> just like <laughs> I just love that component to her. Yeah, and you know, she still also takes time to give Doc a little bit of an attitude, where she's like, "Um, hey, you left us." And he's like, "But I came back. Like, it's fine." As like all this chaos is going on around them, and then she even says, "Did you miss me?" And it was cute because he's like, "I never miss." <laughs> Whatever. That
1: was definitely Doc being Doc, wasn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. They're so good together. <laughs> and um, it's interesting, too, because when Doc shoots a human, she gets really upset. And she's like, listen, I hate them and they hate me, but we can't shoot them. They're still humans. Like, let's not lose sight of this, Doc. We can't just shoot everyone. It's like only the revenants, only the revenants.
1: Yeah. And she brings that out a few times in this episode, too. Even some conversations with Willa later on, you know, the fact that uh, she may hate him or they may hate her or not like them, but they're still human beings. So yeah. she's still still got her moral compass in the right place,
0: well, and very much laying the groundwork of what peacemaker's job is. Like peacemaker is there to kill the revenants. And you know, she's uh, she's the handler of, of peacemaker, the one who who needs to do this. But yeah, not not humans. And um you know, she she needed a little reminding of that in the beginning. but now, you know, she's definitely clearly on board now that we're 13 episodes in
1: mm-hmm. and you talk about the humor the the other small thing but the thing that i just really love every time i rewatch watch this episode is when they're talking about dolls and talk about taking care of wine owner and figuring out what their plan is i mean uh, the fact that they just throw her out the window.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So funny. They're just like, sorry about this. And she's like, about what? They just- oh, about what?
1: <laughs> out she goes. <laughs> in that dress. Head first.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, I wonder how high that was. And I yeah, love that I you know. can just kind of like hear, like, scream and, like, plop to the ground. Like, you can hear her fall in snow kind of <laughs> sound effect. Yeah,
1: that's great. That's great in the uh, in the closed captions, too, talking about her hit the snow. And it just, I'm uh, sorry. It makes me laugh every time.
0: Well, and it's so funny because... She enters the Wainwright through a window, and she exits through
1: <laughs> the window, window too. Yeah. Also,
0: <laughs> you're coming in the way you, you're going out the way you came in. I not know. Yeah, <laughs> That's classic. Yeah, and then um, we've got Willa and Bobo at the gate, and um, this is all just bad. It's very, very bad.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: Yeah, and uh, we
1: still, we still think she's got peacemaker, and I'm like, oh no, this is gonna totally royally screw everything up
0: yeah and she admits that you know every all of her memories came flooding back to her at the treehouse and she remembers him she remembers the plan and then they smooch which like again like was just not expecting this romance from these two and then Boba does that jaw clacking thing
1: Michael Eklund man
0: (laughs) I know and it has always bothered me like I've worried for Michael Eklund's teeth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I brought it up so much like in chat groups with in my friends that one of them asked him about it in a one-on-one. And he said that he just started doing it because he was cold and it kind of helped him like stop his jaw from chattering. Right. And then it just ended up working so well for the character that he just kept doing it.
1: Well, yeah. that's a wonderful way of having something, you know, a situation allows you to think of a way to enhance performance. Great stuff
0: hmm. Another like small blessing about them being in the cold, right? We, we get this fun cuckoo thing that he does. But so they, uh, Willa and Bobo, they end up crossing. And for a minute, Bobo thinks it's worked. And then he starts doubling over in pain and does his whole, the sizzling thing that we see when revenants cross the GRT. Willa helps him get back over and she's just, she's confused because she's like, I don't understand. I'm the heir. I crossed willingly when I have peacemaker. And that's when we find out she does not have Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. 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 And then next we see, I just thought the scene was so funny. I don't know why, but it's like the way Waverly is scampering across the road, like with the bad guys hot on her heels. It's like she's like a little mouse just like running from like one corner to the other. I rewound two times because I was like, I just think it's so funny the way she runs in that giant dress in this scene oh Um, yeah
1: yeah just thinking about you know being out in the cold and and you know really nice dress like that probably some either high heels or uncomfortable shoes so yeah it's probably got to be short quick steps
0: (laughs) yeah now run
1: (laughs) (laughs) and And behind a car behind
0: this car (laughs) (laughs) and just when you think you made it oh no someone chloroforms you
1: (laughs) yeah there you go
0: (laughs) and um like right before she's chloroformed, we see that she's like she double checks the the bag to make sure uh, what she has in her purse hasn't fallen out, and that's when we see that oh no, Waverly still has peacemakers. So
1: she's got it.
0: She's done a little switcheroo.
1: hmm
0: And then I've never really paid attention to that chloroform scene, but you could tell it was like a female hand, but I just never even paid attention, so I was very surprised when I found out it was. Well, it was
1: a good job of hiding us and making us start to wonder who the heck could that be?
0: Yeah, and I mean, even if I did notice it was a woman's hand, I I still wouldn't have had Chrissy on my bingo card. That's for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
0: She's she's just like a, she's always there, <laughs> whether it's in a scene or just you know somehow being talked about. But it's just not what you what you've expected her to when she does finally show up in a scene <laughs> that way, right?
1: Right, right. And even you know, jumping ahead to when she calls Winona to tell her she has her. She has to be the politest kidnapper ever.
0: I know. It's kind of <laughs> like, okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but bring me your head. <laughs> bring me your
1: head when you come. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: if you could, please. She's yeah. very uh, Canadian there, right? Yes. <laughs> Even possessed. Uh, uh, Back at the gate, you know, Bobo's like, okay, Nona's in on this. She must have taken Peacemaker. And Willa doesn't think so. She's like, and she's like, no, it, it couldn't have been her. But Bobo's like, no, she's smart. And Willow's like, she's a sucker. And Waverly's useless. And then he says, she's intuitive. And then she has that great line where she's like, what is this? Talk about how great my goddamn sisters are day? <laughs> yeah. Which, again, yeah. I just love that ability for her to go from just like this cold, harsh character to like, even when even her delivery of the lines is kind of like harsh, but. They end up being funny.
1: She knows how to hit the point, but she's got, you know, again at that point in things when the plan has now failed, and all Bobo's doing is throwing, you know, compliments to her sisters. Yeah, I'm surprised she's not more angry at him.
0: Well, and it's like you kind of have to wonder, like, who wants this more at this point—her or him? Because she seems like more pissed off than he does, even with all of his anger and desperation that you can see i mean he's like oh another year that i failed at this mission right to get one shot right
1: mm-hmm. yeah but he's been through this so many times i mean but he's also in a great deal of pain from having to cross over so mm-hmm.
0: i'll
1: give him a little leeway in terms of trying to recover while he's also trying to figure out what this means and can i still do it
0: exactly and then we're at uh Doc and Dolls' office and this is that moment when we see Doc and dolls go to get like their arsenal and they're in the safe. And I just thought it was important to note that Doc just saw dolls kissing Winona, but here they are still like growing it up where they're like, they've got this common goal and it's fighting for Winona and keeping her safe. Right. And they've just, they could have easily harbored this ill will because like, okay, just I'm gone two seconds and you kiss my woman uh but they're not they're like come on we gotta get together get on the same page i think they've always been on the same page but and doc's like uh there's more poison in the basement that's where i was held so like here he kind of tells him yeah that's where i was the whole time because doc is like or dolls is like um Oh, we got to find a sample of this poison so that we can figure out how to make the antidote. And he's like, there's a whole bunch of it in the basement. I was just, thats where do you think I've been Like this (laughs) time? Oh, okay. And And then Doc grabs his lizard drugs and questions him about it because he obviously thinks it's like substance abuse, right? Right. Dolls comes clean and says, doesn't tell him everything, but just tells him that he's been taking it for a long time and it helps keep him alive and some parts of him dead.
1: Yes. Yeah, it was good to see him open up a bit. I mean, what gets lost for some folks, and and I try to focus on it a bit, too, in the rewatches, is this is an outstanding Doc and Dolls episode in terms of their relationship. Mm -hmm. Because, as you pointed out, you know, with with him having just shown up, you know, having just gotten back from having been kidnapped and all and uh, shown up and seeing the two of them kiss, the two of them are able to get past things for the sake of what needs to be done in several scenes of this episode. So that's, you know, that's another great example. You talk about building characters and caring about them, you know, the friendships and other things. This was really a lot of great Doc Dolls interactions.
0: Right. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of like real defining moments, like them really working hard together. Um, And then the next moment too, when who comes barging in during this moment, but hot she sees the safe open, her face lights up, and she's like, Whatever you got planned, I am gay. <laughs> uh, and Dolls tries to do the whole, like, this is classified, you know, it's above your pay grade kind of thing. And uh, Doc's just like, Listen. And he just gives her the quick rundown.
1: <laughs> it is a great summary of the entire season.
0: <laughs> it is. And it's so fast. And uh, I like too when he's like, Yeah, and I'm doc holiday yeah the doc holiday so it's like not only all this you know paranormal crazy stuff but like oh yeah and i'm a super old gunslinger from back in the day okay <laughs> and i forgot that she didn't even know that yet we're 13 episodes in and she still doesn't know his true identity
1: again it, as we talked about it's because you know she's not in a ton of episodes this season so you know there wasn't a lot of interactions it wasn't But a how can i her love in. her
0: so much if she's only been in a few episodes, <laughs> Kevin?
1: Because of who she is.
0: I forget that she's only been in a couple episodes.
1: <laughs> but as much as I love the scene, and Kat does such a great job with the looks on her face, in like Flynn and everything, I can't help but feel bad after dolls, you know welcomes her to the BBD. And then we know what's going to happen beginning of season two when they have I, to kind of pull her back.
0: I know, cause the look on her face—she yeah, is just glowing. She is made for this.
1: Something she's always wanted, kind of deal.
0: Yeah, he, she's just beaming, and like the way he tosses her that shotgun, and she just catches it. Which yeah. I don't know the women in this show are very sexy with their guns. All of them—the good <laughs> ones, the bad ones—all of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it's wonderful to see. Obviously at that at this point, first time right. through, it's like,
0: woohoo, she's on the team.
1: And then, you know, now that we've been through the seasons, kind of like, oh, let's see too It's gonna hurt when she gets left out.
0: Yeah, but too, it does help you to really, you know, if you didn't feel if you didn't understand in the later episodes why she was so hurt, mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. good to revisit this and see how yes. you know. It took thirteen, you know, however long that is in purgatory time episodes, to get her caught up. And she, the look on her face—how she is just so excited, to finally be looped in when she knew stuff was going on. I mean, she didn't even hesitate. She was like, "Oh yeah, that totally tracks." Like, of course. And other people would be like, "I'm sorry, repeat that again." She was like, "No, I'm up to speed. Let's get busy."
1: Yep.
0: Ugh. Hot.
1: Another reason why we all love her.
0: Mm-hmm. Back at the homestead, Winona's looking for Willa. She's looking for Waverly. She doesn't find them, but uh, Pete shows up, and he's another one of the poisoned ones. And um, thankfully, Willa shows up with a giant cast iron pan and saves the day, clonks Pete on the head. Uh, but Willa just only seems concerned about finding Peacemaker, and Wynona's really getting upset about this, that she doesn't seem concerned about finding Waverly.
1: Very, very telling, isn't it?
0: Yeah. it's. I think this is like the small seed being planted finally in, in Winona's head that like, why aren't you worried? She even says like, why aren't you worried about Waverly? She says that, you know, Peacemaker is just a gun. Waverly is Waverly.
1: Yeah, that one hits. Got to tell you, that one hits for because, me. It means a lot.
0: You know, we all know Peacemaker isn't just a gun unless you're comparing it to Waverly, then it's just a gun.
1: Yeah. You know, another thing that I don't remember if I really caught on first, maybe a couple of times through watching this episode two. in these exchanges right now between Willow, Willow refers to the town folk as meat sticks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that's gotta be like a ding, 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 red flag.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think so. That's, you know, or at least maybe now in retrospect, it's much more telling to me that, okay, she doesn't care about any of this.
0: Right, and in this scene, she does another one of those, you know, reminders. It's just saying that like these people aren't revenants. We can't just kill them all. Yeah, and yep. and she's like, she even asks Willa. She says, "Would you like we, we can't just kill them all? Would you?" And then Willa says that sometimes being an ERp means making right decisions, just making the right decisions to survive. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these. If you really listen to what she's saying she's not mm-hmm. this isn't a quiz but you're not answering properly
1: <laughs> like i say telling all building blocks to the willa is your willow, our willow i think yeah. she refers to her later
0: and um it, during that you know this conversation this whole scene this conversation the phone rings and that's when chrissy calls um and she says that uh, Chrissy sounded like she sniffed enough glue to bankrupt a model <laughs> airplane factory.
1: Uh, oh, Emily, this perfect stuff. Perfect. I
0: know you've got this tension <laughs> and then you've got like, come on. She's it's like, God, I wish I was that fast. Like in the crisis. No, don't
1: like, we all wish we could be that good on the point. Huh?
0: Right. <laughs> and I think during this watch through and after that scene, something just clicked in me, and it's like throughout this series we've seen so many themes play out. and I think the one of the biggest ones is just going to bat for and risking it all for the people you love. And like this may be considered I mean not maybe it's considered a sci-fi horror show, but it's really a love story when you think about it over and over again. And I just started thinking about like all the different like love stories within this show. And, you know, you've got the Earp sisters love for each other. You've got Bobo's love for Willa. You've got Constance's love for her boys. Wyatt's love for Doc. Doc's love for himself, but also (laughs) Winona, (laughs) Uh, Nicole and Waverly. Jeremy's selfless love for Robin later on. Mama's love for Julian. Nedley's fatherly love for Chrissy and Nicole. It's just like this theme of love is so embedded in there. And that was just like off the tip of my head. I'm like, okay, how far can I go with this love theme? I'm like, gosh, it's a, really a long just, way. Yeah, long it's way, just like a really is, great love story.
1: Which is why the show, again, the, how special it is, because as you view it, no matter what might be drawing you into it, or which ones you see first, again, those might resonate or might get you to look at it, but then each passing episode, each passing season, you get more of those and you care about each of them as you're caring more for the, those people. And you, you know, as you said there, it is just flowing all over the place. And that's again, going back to the thing we've talked about many times, you get, you get a, a, a universe, a, a situation, a, a set of people you care about and you see them caring about others in a way you want to as well. I mean, how can that not resonate with you as a viewer? You know, the chance to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even and the bad guys
0: are, are doing the things that they're doing, you know, ultimately for love.
1: In their own twisted way.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, you, you laid it out beautifully there. And we're going to get to see those occur at different points over the course of the 49 episodes we have so far. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not just everything drops early in season one and you pick your favorite pairing. Right. Um, You know, we've got some of these here in season one and that's going to build into things that happen further down the line and people are going to make sacrifices and choices to protect the ones they love um, and and take that further and further and it just layers in as we go along. You know, that's what's going to lead to to the end of season four, the wedding, the interactions between these characters, um, be it the, the, you know. Romantic love, or, or others—it's uh, all going to be there. And, and to go back now, as we do, and see some of it happening here, seeing some of the foundations uh, of those, right, right down to Nedley a little later in the episode, in the, the alleyway when he kind of stands up to the townspeople to say, "Hey, you know, we help make—I don't know who she is—we got to give her a shot to do this," right. you know. And, and thinking about where his character is going to go as time goes on—I mean, these are just so beautiful to see them just start to play out now in a lot of ways
0: and so much more room to to expand we get a return visit from Juan Carlo when uh, Bobo's in the woods and they run into each other and even Bobo says Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> and he says "Yeah, same initials wrong fellow we were all thinking that. it we we're all thinking
1: everybody it everybody <laughs> was yes at this point he is such a mystery that you're what like, is going on he can't interfere step aside what, what does this
0: all mean Yeah, I mean, I'm still thinking it even after season four. I'm like, I don't know. Like, really, who knows? Yeah, Robert's like, do you really want to do this? You're not supposed to interfere. And then JC says that, um, oh, oh, I thought it was interesting because Bobo says, asks this really good question. And he's like, why are you here negotiating with a demon instead of pleading with the human? And then JC says she's too far gone, whatever she once was. And I don't know if I really read into that very much the first few times. But it's like, okay, yeah, he's confirming for us that Willa's Willa's evil. Like she's she's too far gone. If he if even he is saying this at this point, then um I think we've all been right this whole time that yeah, she's not. She's not who we. But she's exactly who we hope, who we thought she was <laughs> in this, this whole um, plot. And but, you know, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, but this scene means more now because of the Vision Quest
0: mm-hmm.
1: episode. This first time through, and when, when he's saying that, a like you said, okay, he sees where Willer is, but it does. It still doesn't make a lot of sense why JC would be talking to Bobo as you pointed out, as he said, he's a demon, until we find out what his backstory was.
0: Right. Because, it, yeah, for him- <laughs> and like, how
1: long the two of them have known each other.
0: Right, because- at, Now uh, it
1: makes more sense.
0: Before, he's just talking to Doc. Like, he's appearing for Doc, right? So we're like, right. okay, why is he like, he's appearing for the good guy, but he's also appearing for the bad guy? Like, what's, what's this situation? What's up with him? Yeah. 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 And he, he lays it all out on the line, just basically saying that if the air crosses with Peacemaker and hate in her heart, There'll be no one left to tell the tale. And Bovo says that, you know, I think that once we cross, he can save her, save them both. So it's like he even has these blinders on regarding Willa. And, you know, he's like not looking at whatever destruction is going to happen for everybody else. He just is really thinking about getting this happy ending for himself and Willa.
1: Very focused on it.
0: Yeah, it's that love is blind situation. Mm -hmm. not the show just actual love (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're back at the sheriff's office and winona you know finds waverly and uh, willa unties her she's like you know shake it off we gotta go find peacemaker again like are you okay she doesn't ask any of those things she's just like i'm i was really shocked that she didn't rip that duct tape off her face she was actually gentle i expected her to just you can get right off. And then Waverly kind of gives it away by grabbing her purse, which indicates right away, you know, there's probably something I don't want you to have in here. <laughs> and uh, Willa tries to grab it and um, Waverly grabs it back and tosses it towards Wynona, yelling her name. And then this is when Willa tries to convince Wynona that she thinks Waverly ingested the poison and that she's, you know, she's acting weird, <laughs> just I found this scene funny because she, <laughs> Waverly's reaction is like, I did not. And it's just the delivery of her line there is very like bickering sisters, right?
1: The like, tone is totally bickering.
0: Yeah, sisters. it's like, yes. I did not. And you just <laughs> expect her to be like, did too.
1: <laughs> but we also have to make a note, or certainly I do, that in that exchange there in the office, sliding the gun and all, we get our third of season one and final baby girl. When Winona says to her, she slides the gun you okay baby girl for those keeping score at home <laughs> <laughs> the baby girls have all come in episodes written by Emily this season just an FYI the oh FYI.
0: really that's two of thing. them in
1: episode one and then one here at
0: 13. ah I like I like statistics I like when people <laughs> keep track of things like that and point it
1: out. I'll have plenty more to share on track of yes. the coming episodes you know
0: it yeah I know that's what I depend on you for <laughs> 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 and uh you yeah, willa pulls out a gun and she's yelling for Winona to take responsibility for everything she's done and Winona just starts questioning like why did you save Bobo why did he save you and just when we're about to maybe get some answers Nicole walks in We and... had to make
1: the situation worse uh, did
0: uh-huh, we? I like we're early in the episode and already just panic ensuing and Willa points the gun at her saying you know she's the ultimatum give me peacemaker or I punch a bunch of holes in Waverly's girlfriend so not only do we have a threat but she's just given away Waverly's news right she's outed Waverly to Winona, and Winona just looks and says girlfriend Waverly says kind of to which Nicole's like kind (laughs) of
1: I know. How is that for snap back and
0: forth? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, kind of, like, never mind to have a gun on me right now. Let's, what do you mean? Kind of, it's like status, relationship status complicated. Is that what you're trying to say?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. (laughs) (laughs) the definition of what I think.
0: Yeah. And Wynanna doesn't think she's, she'll do it. And Willa doubles down. And when I was like, yeah, I'm not giving up peacemaker. It's the only thing that can stop Bobo. And Waverly starts pleading and says, Nona, I love her. Um, You know, she just kind of looks around and says that. And it's, it's very under her breath. And I had always wondered if Nicole heard that. And I asked Kat in our interview on the Why Not podcast if Nicole heard that. And Kat said she believes no and that she played it that way.
1: Oh, very good.
0: So um, Casey and I were kind of going back and forth. She's like, no, she totally heard it. And I'm like, no, I don't I don't believe she heard it because we don't get an actual I love you until much later on.
1: That's right. Yeah, so, very true.
0: But the look on Wynonna's face when she realizes that Waverly loves Nicole, like this is the first time she's hearing this. You know, she's been oblivious this whole time. And now she sees and hears the despair and love in Waverly's voice and is... You know, it's all over her face. You can see it on her face. And, you know, you have to think that, okay, Waverly is priority number one, which the way I look at it automatically makes Nicole a number one priority as well. Because if something were to happen to Nicole from here on out, knowing what she knows about how her sister feels for her, she knows it would crush Waverly. So it's like by default, Nicole becomes a huge priority too.
1: And as you said, you know, we have so many examples of oblivious Winona, especially in season one to not even picking up on any of the signs that this is here. But and we talk about, you know, her commitment to doing what's right. You know, when she tells Willa she's not given her Peacemaker, she's not given it until Mm -hmm. it becomes very obvious that it's it's to save Nicole for Waverly. Right. That is that is a huge thing. And, and you know, for her to process that and realize it and be willing to take the risk of giving the gun to her, um, you know, that's just another gigantic example of her love for Waverly to do yeah. that. I think.
0: Yeah, because I, mean, I don't I don't it's believe it's lost on a little have.
1: exchange and stuff. But to do that, to be willing to do it instead of kind of like, huh, maybe not. Boom. I mean, just really hits home emotionally for me there.
0: Yeah. And I think like the way you said it, when you said to save Nicole for Waverly, yes. it's not just to save Nicole. It's, I'm not saying she would have wished harm on Nicole, no, but no, that's no. But the big difference there. Yes. Yeah. Is that Mm -hmm. it would have crushed her. And it's like, oh, I'm doing this for my sister. I mean, now, later on, we know they end up being best friends. But right here in time, (laughs) their relationship (laughs) is new. Still growing. (laughs) It's still growing. (laughs) Uh, I mean, we did have that top shelf moment, but, you know. So, oh. yeah. And um, so she hands it over to Willa, but she shoots her anyway. And Willa's got that great line when she leaves where she says, now you know what it feels like when people take your things."
1: <laughs> and that was one heck of a commercial break. Okay. I yeah. got to tell you, and most of you, you know, certainly if you were a fan in season one when it was airing, I mean, Emily had talked about the fact that both of them would be safe. By the end of season one. So if you were a you know a rabid fan paying attention, but for a more casual fan mm-hmm. to see that and then cut to commercial, right? Whoa, that's gotta that had to have been the longest commercial break ever.
0: I mean, I had the benefit of not watching it with commercial television, but I wasn't on Twitter and I wasn't reading every Winona article I could get my hands on at the time. And mm-hmm. I didn't know about the promise that Emily made that they didn't die. So I'm glad the promise was there, but I had no, idea- I was just like, are you serious right now? She, she killed her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's really dead. Yeah. And there's no blood and Winona panics and immediately worries that Nicole's a revenant. And I never even thought of that the first time around. And, um, Wynonna rips her shirt open, exposing the bulletproof vest. And I got to tell you, watching at this point in time, I cannot watch without fast forwarding to 412, where in the vows they say, thank- I thank God every day for that bulletproof vest. Like, you just, you can't.
1: Is that not just a perfect way to book in that?
0: It's just so poetic. It's just... It's gorgeous because, you know, not only does Waverly thank God, but like we all were so thankful too. And I, I can't imagine watching it at that time and having to wait for that, that commercial break. <laughs> yeah. And in part of Emily's conversation with Bridget in the postmortems, she said, since the very first time we introduced Nicole hot, I feel like fans have been tweeting at Kat Burrell, Dom and myself saying, please put Nicole in a bulletproof vest. I was like, did they get the script? How, did they, how do they know that that's where we're going? It's been kind of funny in the background knowing that's what we were going to do. And people hopefully would see something like that. So she knew the whole time that she'd be wearing a bulletproof vest. which I thought that's kind of cool to see looking back now. Yes, it is. But, you know, of course she would, because that's standard operating procedure for when the town goes crazy, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Another example of how just how cool Kat and Nicole are in terms of, you know, sharing the information to kind of give us all a, let us breathe and, mm-hmm. and have a little chuckle that, of course, she was prepared.
0: And it's just, I, the mix between, like, you have this moment where you, you gasp because, oh, no, one of our, your favorite characters has just been shot. Waverly's love interest. But also just seconds ago, Winona just found out that they're even in a relationship and that her sister even is interested in women. But then we have this sweet way that Winona kind of lets her know that this is all okay with me, where she looks at her and says, finally picked a smart one. And she just looks at her and winks. Yep. And
1: beautiful.
0: Yeah. The look that Waverly gives her back where it's just like, all right, I've got my two favorite people in the world safe for this moment in time, right? Like for a split second, there's that tiny little peaceful moment. <laughs> it's just <laughs> filled with love and everything's going to be okay. And she even gives her their moment like, yeah, yeah, you guys do that. And she you know, has this sweet little kiss and then like, okay, time's up. She checks a jacket. It's <laughs> like, let's get up and get going.
1: And, and this too is to me a great example And we're going to be see so much more of this in the coming episodes and seasons, but, and you just pointed out great example where this show can take you from terror. Oh my God, what just happened. And then to that sweet moment of, of her acknowledging it, the, you know, the, the looks that can go back and forth between Waverly and Nicole. Um, Super smart. I mean, Come on, that's just beautiful when she says that. Uh, and, and, and the show can do that in, in a matter of moments, back and mm-hmm. forth, you know? And that's, I think, a very unique kind of thing from a lot of shows. They can have big moments. You know, you can be concerned or you can see a lovely scene. But to be able to quickly move between that because of the scope of what's happening in the episode, it's, it's something just, to, for me anyway, just to stop and appreciate that it can yeah. be done that way between the writing and the skill of the actors and delivering it. And the- could you feel it, or at least I do. You can feel that, as you said, the gasp, but then the little chuckle, and then you have more of a chuckle and and you know, heading off to, to deal with the bigger problem.
0: And that that bit of relief that you can see Waverly has that like, okay, she's she's okay with this. Because even though they, they didn't overtly say it, you have to assume that. Waverly's had some, you know, hesitation maybe about telling Winona. she's maybe got some wonder, like, is, is this going to be okay with her? And that they didn't make it a thing. It didn't have to be like this huge coming out, you know, sit down thing that it, it just comes out naturally. in like the course of this action moment is, is really kind of interesting and unique and just so perfect for the show. It, it would have been weird if it would have been like this sit down at the dining room table coming out moment based on the way the show goes.
1: Right. Right. And it's, that, again, it's, it's having that real, that, that very real feeling scenario and situation in an unreal environment.
0: Right. For purgatory.
1: It's, yeah. The way that this show can do that over and over without, like you said, making it more of an awkward you know, after school special type thing where, you know, it's being done forcibly rather than just naturally.
0: Right. And how many times did, you know, Winona just bag on champ and be like, you know, why are you with this guy? Why are you with this tool? And for her to, to say, you know, you finally picked a smart one. It's almost like her Her tiny blessing at that moment in time too. what I do know about this individual, what I've seen by working alongside them is like, okay, approval, like permission granted kind of thing.
1: (laughs) Again, another moment of the sisterly love, just, just acceptance.
0: Yeah. Like I'm I'm worried about you, but I'm, I'm a little less worried now kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And as they go off, Winona still seems to have this hope. She says, you know, I, Bobo did something to her. I know it. I, and She feels like she can get her back. Like, you know, if I can just get to her, I can, you know, get her back to be the person she was. And it's interesting because Waverly says, I'm not afraid of Willa. So that was really interesting where Winona's there, just hopeful, like, "Nope, we can get her back. Waverly's just like, yeah whatever you're thinking i'm just not afraid of her that's all that's all i can tell you
1: well hey we've talked how often it will continue to about how intuitive waverly is mm-hmm. so i think she knows okay will is gone yeah our our Willa is gone
0: i feel and like she's known back. for quite a bit
1: yeah, yeah i feel like
0: winona truly is the only one at this point in time who is still hopeful
1: she, yeah hope against hope kind of deal because mm-hmm. she just wants it to be back to those good times and to have it. And also, Wineowner is dealing with the air the part and doubting herself as the air and thinking Willer is better, as we see from some of the other discussions and Will, her and Doc, in terms of her having to take her on. So there's also got to be some doubt playing in Wineowner's mind of, I don't want to have to deal with the situation if we can't get her back, kind of mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. So it's, it's the two of them, you know, it's that dynamic of, of three people in this situation, three family members, three sisters that, you know, looking at it radically different.
0: Right. And, you know, then we're in the alleyway and we've got that angry mob and Winona tells, you know, the mob, like, just take Waverly or leave Waverly. Sorry. So we see the mob and she's like, leave Waverly, take me. She's ready to do the sacrifice. Like she feels like, okay, this is it. I'm surrounded. This is how it's going to go down. And and Nedley shows up and I guess it wasn't really as clear to me before, but he's also drank the champagne. I mean, yeah. I know, mm-hmm. I know Chrissy said that because that's what the call was about. She's like, I need, I need you so I can get the antidote for myself and my dad. But he looks at Wynonna and he's like, you know, you've really gotten yourself in in quite a pickle. And then he goes on kind of to, To bag on her, just like so many people have done before, talking about how she's caused so much pain for so many people. And she's also just been a real pain in his ass. But then he goes on to say, you know, that Bobo and his mob aren't like them and they've never been like them and that they can't turn into an angry mob and kill one of their own or they'll just turn out just like, you know, like we become one of them if that's what we do. And then he just goes down his redemption arc where he's like, Winona is what we made her, and we'll be worse than that because we'll have had a choice. And then he shows how much faith he has in her by saying that nobody's going to die because Winona's gonna, not going to let it happen. And just early on, seeing that, you know, this whole time he's just kind of seemed gruff and really not necessarily on Winona's side. But when I think about it, like he is saying all these things. Even after he's poisoned, which shows to me even so much more of his character, because we see what the poison did to everybody else in the town. It made them like violent and crazy and you know, willing to do whatever Bobo kind of said, but not him.
1: And and it's just when you reflect on it and think back to the early episode interactions with him and how much we all were, yeah, okay, I kinda hate that guy. All right, let's, you know get him far away from Winona Um, to see where he's now built himself back up to and to be willing to risk it, his own safety, Chrissy's safety, the townspeople with his belief that Winona can find a way. That is some major, major stepping up for him.
0: I mean, yeah, he's put all of his eggs in that basket, right? Right. So he he's had to have believed in her this whole time.
1: That would, that would be an interesting thing to kind of have, had an insight on and, and we're going to see some of this not from negative to positive but in the the way he's going to interact with Nicole, you know his belief in her playing the long game with the tucker and and other things that are going to play that you know and, and he kind of showed this to us i think uh when he had that scene with dolls when he finally came clean with him about knowing stuff told him to come to the bar and to you know sit on a stool and just observe watch mm-hmm. people. so He's been watching Winona, or at least the new Winona since she's been back. Um, and and you know, being smart enough to see some of these things. So yeah, the, the fact that because as we say sometimes in the TV show, a lot of important things don't happen on screen. But I'm just visualizing him having had some things happen to finally realize that yeah, she she can do this.
0: Well, you and have you to say, wonder too, when Nedley knew all this stuff about the town. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure it's slowly progressed over like just. Putting the pieces together over years and years of being on the force, but at some point it must have also clicked with him that all oh, this trouble with Winona, there was truth in some of that. And when he says that Winona is what we made her, it's, it's kind of like him <laughs> admitting that whole. We all know this town. Well, they don't all know, which is so bizarre. But he knows that this town has been riddled with the revenants all this time and that you know everyone is just kind of said she's crazy and yeah it's just it's a huge moment for Nedley Mm -hmm. and for my my relationship with Nedley at this point
1: (laughs) yes that's good then that's kind of what I was leaning to in the I wonder too how much of it he feels guilty for helping to create it for her in terms of the town's perception and everybody you know how much I, I, like you said, at what point did he realize this, and maybe realize she was just the one who could see it and could eventually be the one to help save them mm-hmm. uh, you know when when might that have been, and when did he feel bad for his part in that before he finally realized it and had to back off a little to go more on her side? You know it just it's fascinating to think of the character and his growth that way for me um, well,
0: and there's some similarities between like Nedley and Winona too, and that they're both. This kind of these hard asses on the surface as well, but mm-hmm. really soft deep down. And even when even when she's leaving, before she leaves, she turns around and she's like, Nedley, are you okay? And he says, remember that chili cook-off in 05? This ain't nothing, which is, it's very funny that he references the chili cook-off, which would become something during the series right? Yeah. This thing that's referred to. And <laughs> then we actually get the chili cookout for freedom later on. <laughs> but so it's like, she's as much shit as he's always given her and as much crap as she's, you know, given back to him, she's even stops. And it's like, are, are you going to be okay with like, can I leave you with this bunch of crazy people right now?
1: Right. Yep. Yep. He's, re- she's reflecting it back to him. He's going to, He's going to trust her. Then she's got to stop long enough to ask him to make sure he gives her an honest answer that he's going to be okay and that they, the mob won't turn on him.
0: Right. Yeah. Do I? Are you going to hold your own or do I have to take yeah, care of this situation Yeah, do I have to take you first? with me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, his character really pushes through, like pushes through the poison. And that that is one of his shining moments right there. And then we have our Doc and Dolls at Shorty shootout moment. And it doesn't. <laughs> like really go great because at one point doc is dragging dolls out and he's been shot and he goes unresponsive but luckily doc has brought his drugs with him and then he makes the choice between blue and lavender (laughs) yeah
1: i love his reasoning to it had nothing to do with science or anything (laughs) just the name of a horse
0: (laughs) horse named lavender once so (laughs) So that's a good that's a good trivia bit. If anyone's <laughs> going to do like a an herb trivia, what was the name of of Doc, one of Doc's horses? Yes. But so, does the lavender one make the dragon come out, and the blue one make it not come out?
1: I, I think, based on what we've seen so far, kind of. Yeah. I, I think kind of, especially in a full dose. That's the other thing that dolls ends up asking, like, "Oh my goodness, how much did you give me of that stuff?" <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Previously, we saw him, I think, putting in, you know, like, tiny amounts of those little vials, and Doc just <laughs> emptied the whole thing into him.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think he usually did it, like, in his thigh. Yeah. But he yeah. just goes right through his, his neck, <laughs> uh, not fooling around, because he just thought he was, like, a junkie who would, like, need his fix, I guess. Yeah, kind
1: of like his, yeah. His...
0: Didn't want him to get shaky and have withdrawals while they were doing this battle. Where do we go next, Kevin? We I think we go to a to a brick wall
1: uh, yeah we do we do
0: uh as they're walking uh winona and waverly they're walking down the street and even winona sees nedley differently at this point because she says the world must be ending because i think i want to marry sheriff nedley <laughs> yeah <laughs> she's just like she kind of looks behind her like back to where they just came from in the alley and she's like oh my what just happened? Like, just, <laughs> did that happen? Like he, he's po- it, like it had the opposite effect on everyone else. Like everyone else went aggressive and crazy and Medley got soft. Like what happened?
1: <laughs> yeah. Again, the realization that, uh, you know, she, that he's on her side, basically. I mean, he's things have switched. It's no longer adversarial. Things have switched.
0: Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the forehead kiss? Why it's important to you?
1: It's, you know, and, and I, I think hopefully many, most, all of you have had situations in your life when it comes to relationships, be it romantic, otherwise, friend, career things, jobs, something that happens. And you have a moment that you just always go back to, that you remember, that just is the key, that just unlocks your feelings for something, um, makes those feelings rush back to you, you know, when it comes to, things so the, the things that remind you of them or whatever and i just remember as we were building up to the end of the season and it was such an amazing ride this cast this fandom the way we all you know felt we were t- just together on a ride and and as season one builds there's going to be more important there's going to be more emotional herb sister scenes to come still but for me here at this finale at this point and and how much i was in love with them their relationship you know based on what we had and it was just it was still it was coming together but it's it's just like everything to me flooded into this scene i mean everything's going wrong in the town as we saw and and they realize that there's still things they need to do but they can't do it hand in hand they can't stay together to it. you know this is the two of them realizing that for the greater good they have to be willing to separate to go do what's necessary even though they know, certainly after what's happened to Nicole, that it could be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So to, to have that just come together here in this moment and, and the way Mel and Dom just present it, but especially Mel with her looking, and you can tell they want to say something, but they don't have to. And just the forehead kiss and walking away. To me, that just that encapsulated certainly up to this point and has continuously naturally as many, of you know, to just be owner Earp to me, to be what it is, to be something that means so much and, and to, to, to have that moment. It just, I, I can't, like I said, I can't say it's the most important Earp's scene or even the most emotional for the scene itself or what it means. But at this point it did for me. And, and you know, what also triggered kind of that is, when we got the chance on Tales of the Black Badge, Bonnie and I had interviewed Emily. I knew I wanted to ask about the scene. So when we got that opportunity, I was so excited to, because I wanted to hear her talk about it and to find out at that point that there was no, you know, there was dialogue scripted, but they realized that day in the moment, here we go again, in the moment, it didn't need to be said. Mm-hmm. The two characters had earned it. Mel and Dom had developed this relationship to the point that they could make it come across on screen.
0: And yeah, and there's just everything was said without saying anything at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How many, how many people, if, if you have someone in your life that you can do that with, you know what I'm saying? When you have a look, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It can sometimes be a friendship or, or other things. But if you're lucky enough to have someone like that and for actors to be able to portray that, that's where it gives me the chills and you know makes me take a couple of deep breaths to get this all out there. Cause it just like I said, it's, it's the meaning that it's now taken on almost six years later. As much as it is the scene, it's the meaning. Because it, it's herb, it's, Earp. it's Earpers. It's this positivity. Uh, it's all of it. Mm-hmm. And it's encapsulated in just a few seconds on screen. And, and to be blessed, totally blessed, to have so many of you and so many other fellow fans know what it means to me and be able to share things with me. Gifts, or when something happens, to mention it, or so that other people reach out and care, you know, about me and all. You know, uh, it's tough to put into words.
0: Let's sweet too when people begin to know you enough to know like what scenes are your scenes, what scenes are your jam. Yeah. Or even I remember when I did finally get the the chance to live tweet at the tail end of season four. To just know like what situations would be situations that would tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, you know, I remember you and I doing doing virtual like we're actually doing the shots, but we're tweeting each other like we're taking that shot now, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing shots of whiskey when we like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna need this right now. Um, it's a camaraderie, but also that we have this, this big difference between. Wynona really wanting to fight for her other sister for what she for the sister that she remembers right like she's yeah. still stuck in that that fairy tale land of this is how she remembers Willa to be and then she has her other sister that she's been away from for quite some time but we can see how quickly they reformed that bond and how strong it is because we have this this what they maybe think is possibly a goodbye. Like we're fighting up against forces we don't really understand right now. And it's just that moment where it's like they told each other what they meant to each other without saying anything at all. Very, very sweet. And I remember hearing or reading something where Mel was saying like, I don't have a sister, so I don't really know what to do. And (laughs) I remember her saying something like, I don't know. Am I doing it right? Is this is this what they would? Is this what a sister would do with like with the forehead kisses? Um, and to see that Mel was unsure <laughs> if she was playing a sister correctly, and um, uh, she's made me want a sister. <laughs> <So> <laughs> like, okay, I think she did it right.
1: <laughs> well, the two of them talking about it certainly too quite a bit at the Earth Sister panel at Earth Expo. The fact that neither of them had a sister. That they could create this relationship mm-hmm. i mean come on i mean that's and it's funny too because i thought of this in um you know we you know in talking about some of the behind the scenes content we get with the digital subscriptions like we always try to bring some things in um there's a couple of short like one minute um behind the scenes items that weren't attached to a specific episode uh, here in season one that you got when you got the digital subscription and one of them's just kind of behind the scenes. It's just showing some fun stuff of, of the cast members on the set. And there's one of them of Mel and Dom, very early on. I mean, one of the earlier episodes, just skipping around like two little kids
0: yeah, between
1: shots. And you can just feel it. Their already their relationship as individuals off screen helps them to pull this together on screen. And it's you know what I'm saying. It's it's that. Uh, it's that magic that yeah. you can, you know, you just, you, you can't plan it. It just happens.
0: Yeah. It really adds an additional element to, to everything we're watching, knowing that they, they all get to, they all get along off screen as well and have formed those bonds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's only what two thirds, uh, one third <laughs> half through the episode.
0: Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, most, it's of, most of the stuff it happens in like the last 18 or 13 minutes, I think yeah. I was looking at.
1: <laughs> Not like this is the way we're going to, you know, go off and end the season, man. Oh, yeah. we still got everything else to go on here.
0: Barely have the rise in action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at Shorty's, the guys come out of the basement as Wynonna's walking in to so just like body count everywhere, which I know none of these revs are are down for good. They're just down for the count, right? Mm-hmm. Because Peacemaker didn't do it. It was just uh, Dolls and, and Doc messing them up. But the guys are coming out and they're just like, practically, they got their arms around each other. They're just talking, hyping each other up and talking each other up. And they quickly brief each other on what's up. Like Winona tells them, all right, heads up. Will is a double agent. Dells is like, uh, yeah, uh, by the way, Lakato's coming (laughs) to dinner. Um, So it's just it's just funny because it's like, what just happened between those two that like they're BFFs all of a sudden coming out of the the basement of Shorty's just having bonded over this. this this rev run in. Doc shoots a rev one last time and stupid uh, Carl. Stupid Carl, exactly.
1: <laughs> Going back to the beginning of the show.
0: I know, I just love it. I'm like, oh, I forgot that stupid Carl is still around. <laughs> but he is. But but Winona kind of thinks or notices that something's up with Dolls. She even asks like, "What's wrong with him?" And um, Dolls just kind of like. You know, glosses over it by saying complimenting doc saying oh he's the fastest gunslinger in the world and, he, and then the, the cute part where doc like tips his hat to dolls even it's just yep. like what are they dating now what's going on with these two <laughs> i
1: told you this episode major dolls and doc
0: yeah and relationship he, building he, doc even says you know can i re-raid your gun safe and without hesitation dolls gives him the combo
1: gives him a combo yeah Obviously, major yeah. steps to be have him do that.
0: Waverly went off to do the thing that she said only she can do, which turns out is going to the tree house to see Bobo. And he was expecting Willa, so he's surprised to see her there. And she just wants answers. She's like, "I know you're Robert Svein, Norwegian's for Swan." And he's like, "You know, you never cease to amaze me." And she gets really upset with him. And it's just so fascinating to me is just how brave she is just going up against him like that isolated in the treehouse, just calling him out on all this crap and saying like you held a 13 year old girl captive. At least here we get that reassurance where he's like, I never laid a finger on her. And that, and he basically kept her safe. He told all the other revs that he killed her and he hit her. And then he explains about how days before, um, Willa's 27th birthday is when Constance erased her memory. And then he says that that's when he went a little bit crazy. So, you know, we get another glimpse of, you know, Bubba wasn't always this way, which of course we find out in the Vision Quest episode. But it's so interesting now to hear him say that, like, that was, that was one of his defining moments in time that made him really perhaps become more edgier than he was.
1: And if you think about it from his point of view, Too from the time that they took her that was like 14 years so for like 14 years he's waiting for her to become the air bear while also developing feelings for her so to have Constance pull that right out from under him got to be devastating
0: right but like such a motivator too if anyone's going to be able to if this is going to get anyone to finish my mission by finding my my kid's bones it's definitely a motivator
1: yeah. And you, now you understand why Bobo, as we've been seeing up till this point, is just so focused on getting all his guys to dig, 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 as he said several times, knowing that he needed them to be able to work this deal with Constance. So, yeah, I mean, that talk about going razor focused on something when you're also going a little cuckoo bananas after being a revenant, you know, all ties into this character that he is.
0: Yeah. How, how deep of a character he is. Mm hmm. How much of his story we just don't know yet, right? <laughs> Still think there's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah, where, at this then. point,
1: thirteen percent. It's like right. well, this guy's a little. But once we start to fill some stuff in,
0: whoa. Mm-hmm. And he goes on also to say about how he used to watch the girls, and he thought about saving Waverly, and she's like, "Oh, but you know, you didn't do it because I was the heir," and that's when he tells her that she's not even an herb. I remember Talk just about like
1: dropping a bomb.
0: What are you even talking about right now?
1: That was one of those rewind. What did I just hear?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. And again, at that time, never thinking she was an angel. Just like immediately thinking, well, if you're not an herb, what, what are does you? That mean? Yeah. What does that mean? And why would this guy know this about you? Yeah. And if he knows. Like I immediately went, like, don't even tell me she's like part Rev. Like, what? How could this even be possible? And then when he hears Willa's voice, he immediately tells Waverly to hide, which again, like, he's protecting her, which didn't make sense then.
1: Until until the vision quest, <laughs> and
0: it's like, oh my god, how often are we
1: going to say that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's he doing, protecting her?
0: Like at that you time, know? there was no explanation. Like, why? Why would he yeah. care?
1: Why would he not just yep use her for some bargaining chip or something?
0: Yeah, it's just mind-boggling how that like w- it w- comes back and feeds into the, like the previous stories. It's just so genius.
1: yeah. It's also interesting in the postmortem that this scene is the last one they shot. Season yeah,
0: one. yeah, that's it so too. Yeah, like they were all like waiting in the wings with with champagne for this scene to wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back at BBD. Wayne is like, all right, let me hear the pep talk about how I can, you know, take on my sister and win. And Doc starts talking about his dog named Plucky, which I think is also another great trivia question. (laughs) And how, which I love how Doc, when the conversation starts, you have no idea where he's going with this, right? Just like, what are you even talking about, Doc? How is this even relevant right now? But he goes on to say how, His dog, Plucky, got bit by something and got rabies. And Wyatt offered at the time to put her down. And Wynonna, great funny where she's like, Old Yeller might owe you some royalties. Royalties on this story. (laughs) Like, I think I've heard this story before and I didn't like the ending. But he always thought that he needed to be the one to, to put his dog down. And he also starts talking about, you know, we could just run. We could get a house in the country and raise chickens and grow barley, which is just really interesting because it's like, is this doc putting his cards on the table so early in the story? Like he's willing to settle down with Winona.
1: He's willing, I think, because he so wants to protect her. And he knows that the any confrontation with Willa is probably not going to go well. Right. So he just emotionally, I think he just jumped to like a, Hey, if you want to run, I'll run. But it's so not like Doc, but it is when we think about how much he cares for her. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. That wasn't. A,
0: yeah. So I, I may not have
1: understood where the plucky story was going, but we eventually got an end to it. But yeah, the farmer idea.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why Nona has these self doubts? She's like, you know, she's better than I am. She's faster. Uh, I and she just she truly doesn't think she can beat her. And Doc says, "But you're still going to try." And she says she has to. And he says, careful, Herb. doing what's right in the face of ridiculous odds. You're beginning to sound like a hero. I that is, that, a that and, uh, is a goosebump moment. That is a
1: goosebump. It is. Him believing in her and calling her a hero.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, big stuff. Big stuff.
0: She's the goddamn Herb heir. <laughs> <laughs> she's always been a hero. She's got this.
1: But she's also so real, right? because she has self-doubts just like all of us do Mm -hmm. okay it's this is not someone who is just on a pedestal and this is such a great conversation to reinforce it you know because talking about what a hero is sometimes is is doing what you know has to be done or doing what you know is right even if everything tells you you're going to fail well and it,
0: it she is so human like you know sometimes we wonder like She's a hero, but she's a, but she's human. And there are times when we've been like, but is she like, has got superpowers or whatever. And there are times when, when it seems like she has this huge ego, right? When she does her, her big speeches where it's like, and I'm the goddamn erp heir and did it like, but underneath like, on the right day, like she's still going to have those doubts, which is, which is so good to see these, these, these moments of vulnerability that shine through. When, you know, there are other times when she's just up here and it seems like she's just full of herself and nothing can bring her down. No, she's human. Of course, things are going to make her have doubts. She says, whatever happens, Willa is not a dog and I'm not putting her down. And then he says, let's hope she will still come when you call. That is such amazing foreshadowing.
1: (laughs) Yes, it is.
0: Even with it, like, right in front of my face, I didn't see (laughs) coming like they basically just told us what was gonna happen
1: what's gonna happen how it's gonna play out
0: at the wainwright lucado has shown up and she's pissed off yeah she's mad that dolls has never mentioned that they're two erp airs and he's like listen i just found this out (laughs) calm down and this whole time you know bbd has you know dolls is like i've kept them from getting out like i've i've been helping kind of protect the triangle and she's like yeah but now we want to see what happens if this guy opens the gateway this is
1: this is when my opinions of bbd went way down
0: yeah it's (laughs) like they just want to see what'll happen like
1: yeah what is this like a a game
0: yeah this is not like something you just experiment with (laughs) this is a big deal
1: yeah
0: and she threatens him with treason if he tries to stop it from happening. And then, you know, he's like, what's your problem with me? And then she's basically it turns out she's mad that he survived Kandahar when others didn't. So, again, her situation boils down to love, too, right? Because don't we find out later that it's like her husband or something? Yes, yeah, in here we go. You
1: yeah. know, brings it up near the end of this episode saying she can tell it's personal, even mm-hmm. though we don't have that information yet.
0: Here we go. Licata, showing your. Showing your cards. Willa and Bobo start walking to the boundary. And uh, Winona and Doc show up. And Bobo's like, you know, Willa, go ahead. You get a head start. I'll catch up with you. And Bobo starts deflecting Doc's bullets. And I forgot how cool this scene was, where he's just like bending air, making the bullets like go around him. And Winona pulls out a machine gun. And, you know, of course, Bobo snatches it because he can do that with metal. And that seems so cool because it looks like she's just giving him the finger. But no, it's got the ring from the grenade on it.
1: <laughs> it serves two purposes. <laughs>
0: yeah. I was watching with my wife and I'm like, Did you see that? And she's like, What? She gave him the finger. The I'm finger? Like, no, look what's on her finger. So I rewound. She's like, What? And I'm like, Just watch what happens next. I'm like, it was a grenade. Come on. That's awesome. Not only did she (laughs) blow him up, but she flipped him up at the same time. It's classic Wynonna. But I have to tell you, when the grenade goes off, and I almost texted you this to give you a heads up, and Doc is blasted to the ground, and then Wynonna hovers over him, it just took me right to 411 when they have the standoff and the gun blast goes off in his face. And he flies back to the ground, and then she hovers over him. Wow.
1: I had not thought of that. Holy crap. Yeah. Oh, my little hair is standing up.
0: Ooh, good one. If you want to play along at home, in this episode, it's like around timestamp 3202. And then he says, it's okay, love, go on. Yeah. And I was just like, when he said that, and she's like hovering over his body, I'm like, Oh my god! I've seen this. I feel like I've seen this before, and it just took me, like I said, right to four eleven. And then in four eleven, it's around the thirty minute and forty three second mark. So if you want to, like, go back and just just
1: keep- roughly, you know, these off the top uh, of Just roughly,
0: yeah, yeah. I didn't make notes or anything. Just random, um, <laughs> random stuff. <laughs> but so you know, and not exactly. But it's like I when I find myself feeling like the like, oh my god. I feel like a little deja vu, like I'm getting like a spidey sense. Where did I feel this feeling before? I was like, oh, gosh. But yeah, it took me right to that episode. I was like, oh. And again, it's like beginning, you know, season one, season four.
1: Book and open, book and yeah. closed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, Doc's there on the ground. He says, go on, love. And Willa Wynona chases Willa down. <laughs> and Willa's like, respect your elders, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the humor mixed in with the stuff. Winona's like, you know, wake up and realize who you are. And she's got that, you know, that tone of voice she gets when she's doing her like Winona speeches. And uh, she's like, yeah, you know, wake up and realize who you are. But Willa crosses. And that cool moment starts at the gate where we start to see the runes appear.
1: The same ones.
0: Yeah, the same ones we see on the inside of Peacemaker. And when Peacemaker glows. That was a cool tie-in.
1: Sure was. It starts uh, to get really dark on that side. Everything everything is happening.
0: Yeah, shit's going down. <laughs> <laughs> and is just pleading for Willa to stop. Like, you know, if you don't stop, I'm going to stop you. Willa talks about the irony that, you know, this would all go down here. This is where their mom used to take them when she couldn't take any more of dad's fists. So again, we get that glimpse of just how horrible Ward was. And then Willa says that, you know, Bobo doesn't know that he wasn't the only one that showed up in the treehouse making promises in the night and that death can be a mercy. Who showed up?
1: More bombs. More yeah. bombs going off.
0: Just like, what is going on? <sighs> Willa also does say this point where she's like, I'm doing it for you. I know you don't believe this, but I'm doing this for you. You know, kind of like a mercy thing. No more purgatory. No more curse. No more erps I don't know that I believe her.
1: In her head, though, I believe she believes it.
0: yes yeah, this is true. I could see it. Villains, yeah. villains, own versions of the stories. So.
1: Yeah, Yes. Yes. From their perspective.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she definitely doesn't see herself as a villain. But
0: Doc goes to get Bobo and Bobo's like, it's trust me. It's not me you want, but the old one. And we still don't know who the old one is at that point. So no, like, we're
1: just getting explosions and things coming out of the ground. We don't know what's going yeah,
0: on. It's like, what are you talking about? The old one. And Willa tries to shoot Winona, but Peacemaker doesn't work for her, and she's like, "What's going?" You know, Willa's like, "What's going on? What happened?" And Winona says, "You went wrong." Yeah. It's like Winona, like it clicks for her at this moment, right? And she she actually says it out loud.
1: Again, more evidence on Peacemaker making choices.
0: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dolls shows up and shoots Willa, but he doesn't get a clean shot. And this giant serpent grabs her and this is when Winona aims peacemaker at her and tells her to make her peace and it glows blue for the first time. And I didn't even realize until I read this passage in the postmortems with Bridget that it has different runes on the barrel as well.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: So Bridget had said in the (laughs) postmortem, you must be clairvoyant because my next question was about Peacemaker's new color and design. That was a beautiful special effect, by the way. And Emily says, I love that special effect. And I think it's so beautiful. Usually when Winona shoots a revenant, it turns yellow and has satanic ruins along the barrel. This is blue and the gun even made a different sound, which I think is neat. That begets the question, how aware is Peacemaker? Is it sentient? Does it have some way of determining intent or what's in the user's heart? It seemed to pick Winona over Willa and realize Winona was the true heir because Willa was too far gone. She was on the side of evil versus the side of good. I love that Peacemaker did that and would love to explore what else Peacemaker can do going (laughs) forward. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you, Emily, if you didn't know, it's going to be a sword. It's (laughs) (laughs) going to be a key. It's
1: going to be a lot. And (sighs) it's going to generate so much conversation. Twitter articles, podcasts. Mm -hmm. Yes. All the speculation,
0: the theories.
1: Again, another part of an Emily written finale. Okay. If you're not an ERP, if someone else came in the dark. That Peacemaker's gone blue.
0: Yeah, like we've just changed the rules of the gun all of a sudden. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we're we're left with this about Peacemaker. And you know, looking for it because we, this is what we do here. We're going to see it. It happens for Willa. It happens for Rosita. And it happens for Constance. Um, you know, there are tons of different theories about why that could be. Some of them are like, they're not truly revenants. Peacemaker's job was to do revenants. Does it show like the user has remorse? And then I was making the connection of like, they're all women.
1: Like,
0: oh we don't have any of the answers. <laughs> we're, no, we're never... just
1: more con- just more conversations around.
0: Yeah, just so fun. But again, like this is a season finale. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> what else can we toss in there? I make the gun do something different. <laughs>
1: Now, while we while we're looking at this, I have a question for
0: you. Mm-hmm.
1: When Willa tries to shoot it, and we just get the click, the serpent takes her. She drops Peacemaker. She said, Winona picks it up and points it." At one point, when she's pointing it at her, it appears to me as if Willa nods yes, mm-hmm. like it's okay, mm-hmm. shoot me, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Especially after the previous mention of death being mercy right you know and and she's being tossed around a bit by the serpent so i'm not saying it's like a definite you know head nod up and down but to me i read it or saw it as in that moment because obviously one owner is not even sure i don't think quite yet that she can do it so i just read it as willa if you will blessing her right and and saying it's okay just before we get the make your peace and she shoots her yeah
0: and it's just this horrible thing that she has to do and it's takes us right back to Doc talking about his dog, right? Like she does this act of love really is what she's done. puts, Yeah. She puts her out of her misery. Like she's about to get swallowed up by this horrible thing. And in the behind the scenes, Emily talks about that scene and she says, Winona, having gone through so much strife on her own in her life is the she's the last person to give up on Willa. She believes that she can save her sister until the moment Willa points Peacemaker at her and tries to shoot her. And in that moment, Wynona recognizes that Willa is irredeemable. She has been broken. And yet when Willa is taken by this horrible demonic beast, Wynona stands up and does what's right. She puts her out of her misery. She's killed her father. She's killed her own sister. What does that mean for Which It's just, just, you know, this is the season one, you know, final episode. And it's just like she she had that, you know, accidentally shooting her dad, and then she shoots Willa. It's just a sign of all the other things that's going to come for Wynona, right?
1: All that she has to go through. Do oh. you talk about your hero's journey? I mean, yeah, having to deal with all of this. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot because we know she's going to have even more as we go forward. But even at this point, how it must weigh on her. I mean, even, even in the conversation a little bit that's coming up with JC, I mean, you can just see it in her, just weighing on her. I mean, I think Mel does a wonderful job of just portraying that you could tell she's just having to deal with it and just processing it.
0: And but the way she does it too, it's this this unwavering moment where she's just she's put on the spot and she makes that decision. And we don't know if she's had that thought in her head down the line before. If worse comes to worse, will I have to do this? We don't know. But She makes that decision and you see her do it with just like the seeming confidence. She just seems so confident. Like this is what has to be done.
1: Keeping the bigger picture Mm -hmm. in mind, not whether or not I think I can do it, not whether or not emotionally I'm ready to do it, but it has to be done.
0: Like a hero does. Yeah she does that amazing run and slide out of the gates when <laughs> the serpent crosses the line and disintegrates pretty so, cool huh yeah so good <laughs> that reminded me a little bit of when she like slid into um the garden when she mm-hmm. jumps through the portal yes it reminded me of that a yes. little bit <laughs> and bobo's left in bad shape he's like burned up pretty bad from having gone over the the border and um getting blown up by the grenade and is gonna kill him. But before she does, she asks him if he loved Willa when he asks her if she did.
1: How's that for a comeback?
0: Yeah, ouch. <sighs> but before she can shoot him, Lucado shows up and takes him away and she has dolls too.
1: That that hurt. I gotta tell you, first time through, I was very sad to see that. Not so much Bobo, but definitely to see dolls.
0: And um, before she leaves, she orders the bbd guys to blow up purgatory once they leave so that's another cliffhanger we have is that as she's leaving town her last orders are like like this place up
1: just take them out yeah
0: yeah so we're like left thinking (laughs) okay we know what's (laughs) happened in maldito what's gonna happen here but then we see winona at the border and we're not really sure what she's doing at this point in time but jc shows up she draws on him because she, she's never met him before. And he's like, listen, I'm outside the triangle. So, you know, I can't be a revenant. And this is when he tells her that the Ghost River Triangle is not only a prison, but also a sanctuary.
1: Yeah. Oh, and that tied in nicely with the serpent. Got us thinking, okay, what does this mean? And what else is out there?
0: Yeah. I hadn't really thought a ton about like stuff getting in until we saw that thing cross. And she reclaims herself as the Erp heir, and he tells her, "Good luck. We'll be watching you."
1: Yeah. Who the heck is we? I thought it was just him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, his, him and his associates. We don't know. Is his associate uh, Kevin? Yeah. We don't know.
1: No. No. Another another one for us at the end of the season one.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then you know, it turns out that she's she's at the border because she does like a mercy killing for Bobo too, just before he just as he leaves the triangle. And she she puts him out of his misery as well.
1: Yeah, and that's some great music to accompany okay. these scenes. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, you could say that about almost every scene in the show, Andrea Higgins and all the choices. But definitely for this one, you're talking about a mood setter. In just a few seconds, perfect stuff. Uh,
0: yeah, and it's sweet too because like she's talking with um, with Doc, and she's talking about how she's going to plant a tree for Willa and. Uh, which was interesting because did she say that it was like, when did she say that like it was her favorite tree was struck down by lightning or something? Yes.
1: Yes, she did. It's
0: like, you have to wonder what that coincided with. And was that like a weird <laughs> twist from above too? And then Nona vows at this point in time to kill every revenant from the Rockies to the big city. And doc asks her if they're going to get dolls. And she's like, well, he's in a maximum security black ops prison. And he shot my sister. So, yeah, of course we are. <laughs> See, of course. For a moment, of I was like, oh, like, is she, is she there mad? Any,
1: <laughs> is there any doubt?
0: Right? <laughs> She's like, yeah, of course. He's like a solid guy. He shot my sister. Of course we're going to go get him. And uh, then we have Waverly, just unattended. Someone should have been watching Can't her. leave her alone. <laughs> for one damn second. <laughs> and she touches the goo, which <laughs> we think is harmless until her eyes go black. <laughs> And that can't be good. (laughs) And then they go regular and uh, they're like, are you ready? And she's like, I'm ready for anything. And then she's aiming a gun at what we believe is Winona and Doc. And that's it.
1: Oh, and as we cut the black, we hear a shot. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Not just Damon. We hear a shot as we close out the season.
0: So she's like, we don't know what this black goo has done to her. We don't know who she just shot. She's an ERP. We don't know what that means. We don't know where Dolls has gone. So many things. We don't know if there's going to be a season two.
1: So, so many questions.
0: So many questions. And, you know, some of the questions we eventually get answers to, but some of the questions we still don't know what JC is up to. We only know part of that story.
1: I know, I know. Come, who came? Who else came to see Willer in the dark? Yeah. So, a lot of things. Like I say, Emily and her season finales, man. Oh my goodness, so so many things. And and you know, for those of you who came to the show later and could literally on Netflix just go, okay, 201, one, boom. Those of us who are watching live, fifty weeks, folks, fifty weeks. Between the season one finale and the season two premiere, we had a long time to think and talk about all these things.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just like trying to. I can't. I can't even put myself in your shoes. It's <laughs> just like, uh, yeah, it just ate everything up with a spoon. Like a greedy little child, <laughs> and that's okay.
1: I mean, it's still it, it made for fun conversations. It certainly wasn't going to be boring. Uh, once we knew we had a season coming, and nobody wanted to wait, but there was plenty, plenty as we you played out perfectly to talk about, speculate on, wonder oh, about.
0: I mean, we're still doing it now, so it's like, yeah, there's it's nonstop, non-ending, oh. and yeah, so we made it through the first season, yeah. and like I feel like we discussed so much, and yet. There's so much more <laughs> to discuss.
1: I know. When you think about it, yeah, in terms of the season, you know, one whole season and, and so many mysteries and so many foundational things for these characters and relationships. But it's only going to get more emotional. It's only going to get more meaningful. And Yeah, it's, it's going to be something. Uh, I also found it interesting, the, you know, the behind-the-scenes uh, content that we talked about. Here in season one, up through, up until this episode, most of the behind the scenes, not most, I think I think all, they're only two or three minutes long. I mean, it's great, quick talks with the cast, things here and there, but this one uh, is actually over six minutes. And it's mainly the cast and Emily talking about the journeys of the characters and what it all means. But it's also a good precursor that leading into season two now and beyond these uh, behind the scenes videos are gonna get longer. And we're going to get more content and get a chance to really dig deeper into, into what uh, characters are doing, some of the story bits and, and all. So it was kind of, to me, kind of like a, you know, not that I knew it at the time, but looking back on it, you had to see that this was the start of giving us more because <laughs> um, we were all just craving, you know, more content.
0: Yeah. And what a special treat that is to have those additional little snippets of, of life behind the scenes and Uh, little stories and vignettes of what's going on. I really enjoyed those. I'm I'm glad that I've purchased all the digital content so that I I have that.
1: Yeah. Can't recommend it enough, especially if you're a deep diver, (laughs) like we are as far as the content and all, because especially as you get into two, three, and four, that behind the scenes stuff is just wonderful.
0: I'd love to see just like a whole blooper, like outtake compilation I know that every now and then we'll see some, you know, come across the timeline and things like that, but I'd love to see whatever they have on the floor of some of the shenanigans that have, have gone on.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Again, we want, we want all of it. And, and, and as I mentioned a little earlier, for those that are unaware, um, the 29 days from when this aired till we got the announcement that did occur at the San Diego comic-con cast panel uh, there in 2016, uh, as did each season. Uh, renewal announcement which is wonderful that it happened in a room full of herpers um and was very blessed to be there and nothing like that energy being in a room with hundreds of herpers when they announced season two um and the cast as you may have seen if you're someone who catches some of these things that have been around brought up at panels and so forth i mean the cast only found out about that season two renewal at the convention like two days before uh at a lunch they had so you, you just think about that and how cool that would have been for Find out together, uh, and then be able to share it with all of us. You know, just a couple of days later,
0: and having to hold that secret for even two days, though, just like (laughs) being giddy with, like, can we tell them now? Can we tell them (laughs) now?
1: Yeah, uh, pretty, pretty cool, pretty cool. I had some fun with the way Mel announced it at the panel. If you haven't seen it, kind of jokingly doing it, so gotta love it.
0: Well, and how fun is it that we live, you know, with all the advantages and disadvantages sometimes of living in a digital age, it's so fun to be able to have so much of that archived through YouTube and Twitter and all the different, um, you know, avenues where people who weren't there at that time can still go back and see how so much of this, you know, went down. It's like, there's like this digital footprint, this like time capsule of, of so much history of the show. Yeah,
1: it's so much fun. And, it, and it's been wonderful too. As, as many of you probably know from the Tales of Black Badge podcast, Bonnie and I were there to be able we did daily recaps from the con. Each time we were at San Diego Comic-Con to try to give folks who weren't there a little feel for it. But, you know, if you go and grab that podcast from that day, obviously being able to share that with a lot of folks. And as you said, same way on Twitter. I mean, obviously once they announce it, you know, nowadays tons of people in the audience were tweeting it um but to be able to look then on twitter from folks all around the world who were then realizing we've been nude and, and seeing some pictures from the upper meetup and all there uh, again in a gigantic world the fans everywhere you can feel so much closer when all of us are you know sharing that kind of stuff whether you're there or not and, and just being able to feel that emotion and and all as you said and you know it's just it just makes everything so much richer, makes us all feel closer together, I think.
0: Yeah. And we're about 19 days away from Urpapalooza 2020. 2020 uh, yes, 20. as we record this. <laughs> not 2020. I'm still in my time vacuum, 2022. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you and I will be uh, doing, you'll be a guest on our live podcast at Urpapalooza. So I get to share stage with you. Fine, I'll finally get to meet you in person.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Share it's going to be so wonderful. You. Get to see folks again in person, two and a half years since the last ERPCon uh, happened. So, for the folks who've never been, like you said yourself, and for many of us now in the last couple of years, we've become friends online only to be there in person and have a good portion of the cast. And, you know, the folks at ERPA Palooza work very hard, you know, Allison, Laura to set things up and the volunteers. It's, yeah, you know, it's going to be Christmas morning for ERPers.
0: It's a huge undertaking. Kudos it to is. them. But yeah, if you see us at Urpapalooza, say hi. Um, you can always say hi to us online by reaching out to us at herpologypodcast.com. You can leave a voicemail. You can email us directly at herbologypodcast at gmail.com. And you can interact with us on Twitter at herbology underscore pod. But um, we'll probably come to your ears one more time before palooza and then we're probably gonna uh, take a break for a couple weeks because we'll be at palooza and then recovering from palooza <laughs> yeah.
1: roller coaster ride is The anticipation the excitement of being there and then afterwards it's going to be a bit of a coming down
0: yeah we'll, we'll have the post-con blues that ev- everyone talks about and has warned us about but uh luckily it's it's the first of a a few more coming up that we'll get to do so
1: yeah yeah that'll be great to see some more of those and to see folks having a blast so yeah as ann said if you're going to be there if you see any of us please say hello Uh, it's going to be wonderful to get to meet many of you for the first time in person uh, and some others that we've known for many years so very excited having fun just leading up to it man it's going to be something to to get there see everybody
0: yeah, and in the meantime, we love hearing from you. We love hearing, you know, tell us what you think about Peacemaker. Um, any any other things that you thought about during the, the first season? Drop us a line. We love hearing about it.
1: Absolutely. Any any of the methods work. It's been great interacting with you folks and back some emails or tweets. Just makes it so much more fun. It's so exciting every time anyone shares that they're listening or has a question on what we're doing, folks. You know, you can tell we love it, and, and we love that you interact with us to make an even better experience
0: absolutely and until next time see you later
1: take care all